0: Praise Thee, Lord, for Thy, great plan, that we
1: thy place may be. Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible met with God on the mountain of God for 40 days during that time God gave him the commandments for the people but when he came down from the mountain he had something more than just 10 commandments inscribed on two tablets of stone he was a man who had been thoroughly infused with God's element please stay with us today for this life study of the bible with witness lee witness lee served the lord jesus for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997 from his messages in the book of Exodus we bring you our program today and joining us for another one of these memorable broadcasts dealing with the giving of the laws dictator welcome back to the program dick
0: thanks chris i really appreciate being included
1: well dick this is our second of 30 programs that are going to be devoted to this matter of the law. I say that almost reluctantly, that our listeners would think, my goodness, 30 programs devoted to the law. But what we're seeing in these early ones, and it will be even multiplied as we go on, is just one marvelous interpretation after another. This is really a classic message and a classic portion of this ministry. The subject that we have come to today specifically is God's giving the commandments to Moses in Exodus chapter 20. But, Dick, this is going to go far beyond our natural concept concerning the law, isn't it?
0: It surely is, because the natural concept is that God just gave commandments. But if you look at the details of this account, the God of the heavens actually came down, and intimately, even lovingly, he paid man a visit. It's amazing. He spent 40 days with Moses on this mountain, And even the people could hear his voice. So this was a time actually of God visiting man, communing with man, fellowshipping with man, conversing with him, talking with him. It was not just a time of, shape up now, I'm going to give you something that you have to keep. But rather, God was actually talking to them, speaking to them during the whole process, was infusing something of himself into his people. We'll see in this broadcast, God's desire is not that we be a bunch of legal beagles who are law keepers, but we would be those who are loving seekers of God, enjoying Him, being infused with Him, and the result is we're not here keeping His commandments, but we're living them out by the very element by which we've been infused. So this is a very precious portion. The conversation that's going on here at this time, is too precious. Like in chapter 19, verses 4 through 6, the Lord's telling Moses, You know, I bore you on eagles' wings, and I want you to be a kingdom of priests to me. He's talking in a very affectionate way. He's infusing Moses and the people with himself through his speaking. And then when you begin chapter 20, which is related to the law... It says, then God spoke all these words, saying. We usually think, then God spoke all these commandments. No, uh-uh. it says words. In fact, later on in chapter 34, it mentions the Ten Commandments are not just Ten Commandments, but literally ten words, indicating God's desire is not that we keep something, but that we would be receiving His speaking as a loving seeker thus being infused and transfused with himself so that we could automatically and spontaneously live out what he desires and we would be shining for his expression. These ten words, therefore, are not for our doing. These ten words are for our enjoying and receiving the Lord and living him out. Dick, we
1: saw in our program yesterday that the purpose of the law initially was to reveal the kind of God that God is. The laws that are passed by a person will reflect the character and nature of that person. And so these commandments reflect the kind of God that he really is. Now today we're going to see that the giving of these laws did not just come with words chiseled into stone. There was another element, and you've now said, I think two or three times, infusion and transfusion. We're going to see these are real keys to understanding the law. Let's join Witness Lee for our first portion today.
2: When I was young, by reading some of the books... I got the help from the so-called systematical theology. I got a very negative impression concerning the law. I am under the grace, not under the law. So, I don't like the law. The law in the Bible is not a good term to me. But gradually, gradually... When I got into this book, Exodus, I began to realize whatever is recorded in this book, that is from God, and that is out of God, is altogether not negative Logically speaking, anything that comes out of God must be positive. We shouldn't forget when and where, and under what kind of a situation, and under what kind of condition the law was given. The place was one where God was meeting with his people, and where his people were contacting God. Oh, two million people gathered to the Mount of God. And God came down to visit them. And they even heard God's voice. How about this? God began to talk. God said, I brought you out of Egypt just like a big eagle, putting you all on my wings. What I want is to make you a kingdom of priests. This was a talk. This was a kind of communion. God came to talk to people. Then, what does verse 1 of chapter ten say? And God speak all these words. I like this. It doesn't say, and God gave 10 commandments. When we say commandment, we mean my some requirements that we have to fulfill. Some kind of command that we have to keep. But the books of Moses tell us that the ten commandments are ten words of God. Ten words of God. And the words of God are God's bread. Even the words spoken is God's breathing. According to Timothy, all the scriptures is God's breathing. That means God speaking. God speaking is God's breathing. God's breathing means that the breath of God coming out of God, carrying some element of God into the hearers. God has breathed out something into his hearers, this makes difference. The Ten Commandments were not just ten items of law, like today's legislation, giving people certain laws that people have to keep. The Bible tells us when Moses came down from the mountain, he not only had two tablets in his hand; his whole being he got the infusion which he could never throw away. He could throw away the two tablets. He could never throw away this transfusion. If you just take the commandment, you may break that, And you did a lot in the past. But when you listen to the word, and you got the communion, and you got the transfusion, and this you could never break. Oh, we must all see this. This is the Bible.
1: Dick, in this portion where Moses received the commandments from the Lord, there's a point that is most often missed, but it really becomes a key to understanding this event that is presented in our life study. Comment on what Moses received in addition to the law as he was on the mountain in God's presence for those 40 days.
0: In addition to the law, Chris, Moses received a divine infusion, an infusion of something of God's substance and God's element into his being so that he's not just a person trying to keep a law outwardly but rather spontaneously by the infusion expressing God automatically it's really interesting that when Moses finished with this time he did not just have 10 words engraved in stone but he had a shining face indicating something of God's element and God's substance had been infused into him, thus making him God's expression. After all, Chris, what does God want? He wants an expression of himself. And it's not going to come by just a group of people trying to keep what God says, but rather opening to God and getting infused with what he is so that there could be spontaneously a living out of what God is. Anyway, this brings us to a wonderful verse in the New Testament. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed. We have to see the giving of the law as the breathing of God and not merely the dictating of commandments for man to keep. If you see the giving of the law in this way, you'll realize something of God's economy. God's desire is just to impart Himself into us so that automatically, by the infused element of God, there's a way to live him out for his expression. So even the giving of the law was just the breathing of God. And when God breathes out, what happens, Chris? We breathe something in. What do we breathe in? We breathe in God, his substance, his element. So this is a very precious section. We have to view the giving of the law in this kind of way. This is God's breathing. Dick, when
1: Moses came down from the mountain after those 40 days of being in God's presence, he was quite a different person than the one that went up.
0: He surely was a different person, Chris, because when he came down, he not only had these engraved tablets, but he also had a shining face. He broke the tablets, meaning he broke the law, but he could never get rid of the transfusion and the infusion from God. This is a wonderful thing to see. Dick,
1: let's go back to Witness Lee.
2: Have you noticed? John 15, verse 21 and 23, these two verses, are exactly like Exodus 20. The same thing. There the Lord Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. And here God says, who loves me and keep the commandment, I will show mercy to his descendants, even thousand generations. In the basic principle of life, New Testament and Old Testament and Old Testament and New Testament are just the same. We ourselves can never keep any commandment of God or of the Lord. We cannot do it. We cannot do it. Paul was right. Paul in Romans chapter 7 tells us that he just couldn't make to keep the law. By ourselves we cannot keep the commandment. But when we got infused by God, But that time, we will abide in him, and he will abide in us. If we only come to the law, and pick up the Ten Commandments, and try our best to keep them, this is absolutely wrong. This has to be condemned. But it is that we love God, and we seek God, and pursue God. We come to Him, we like to stay in Him. Not only stay with Him, but to abide in Him, until we got thoroughly infused with His substance. Then spontaneously, He Himself, from within us, will keep His love. Don't just consider the law as the commandment of God. You have to realize that the law is the word of God. And the law is also the testimony of God, not only expressing God, but also infusing his substance into his seekers.
1: Dick, I'd like to pick up Witness Lee's comment that in principle the Old Testament and the New Testament are the same. And that is, God's people can never keep the law in themselves. But we're seeing that the law came along with this infusion or transfusion of God into his vessel, Moses. Why, in the context of the divine transfusion, are we able to do
0: what we can never do just in ourselves? Because by being infused and transfused with God, we automatically abide in God and God abides in us. As a result of this abiding in Him and He in us, we're able to, by the infused element, that is the substance of God Himself, to live out what He desires. In ourselves, we can never live Him out. But by abiding in the Lord, we receive His element. And then we become like Paul. Paul was not a letter keeper, but he was a God-seeker and a loving seeker. In Philippians 3.14, Paul said, I pursue toward the goal for the prize. This indicates that Paul was just a Christ-seeker and not a letter-keeper. This is God's desire. If we are like this, then we get the transfusion of God, the element of God, the infusion of God. Automatically, we keep God's commandment not by our own power or ability, but rather by the very life and substance within then we automatically walk according to God's commandments. So may we all be the God-lovers and not the letter-keepers. This is the proper way to approach God's Word and to receive God's Word and to become His testimony.
1: Dick, I love this ministry, a ministry that would point out that God didn't just mail or Western Union the commandments to his people, but they came with Moses who was full of this infusion. We really have to see the infusion whenever we see the law, don't we?
0: We really do. Hallelujah for the infusion of Christ when we're listening to his word. Even while you're listening to this broadcast, you're not just here waiting to see what you can do or what you can keep. You're being infused with God himself.
1: Dick, let's go back to Witness.ly.
2: In the Psalms, they just love the law. Psalm 181, there the psalmist say, God, I love you. God, I love you. Psalm 192, the psalmist they were not seeking after the law. They were seeking after God himself. Then I would ask you all, to read Psalm 91. Oh God, you have been our dwelling praise for generations. This is to dwell, to abide, to stay in the secret quarter of God's presence. Anyone who is like this surely will receive much infusion of God's element. Then I sure like you to read, 52-8. I am just a green olive tree, planted and now growing in the house of God. We all know this, while the tree is growing here, it absorbs all the riches of this land. We are planted in the house of God, receiving, absorbing all his riches. It is the same the new husband. No wonder that the Lord Jesus repeated the word of Exodus, chapter 20, in John 15. In John 15, when we abide in him, he infuses us, and we absorb all the left juice. Then we bring forth fruit. And this is not to keep the law, but to live the law. The Old Testament psalmist enjoy the triangle as we do today. Amen. We can also say vice versa. We enjoy the trying God as the Psalmist did in ancient time. Drink the river of your pleasure. What is this? This is enjoyment. Enjoyment. With you, there is the function of life. The source of life supply. How they love the law, the treasure of the law, the taste of the law, and the hope in the law, and the joy in all. Today, we also love Christ, treasure Christ, you see? And we dwell in him, and we have a hope in him. It is exactly the same. So, it is not something so negative. Rather, the law at the living word of God is very positive. When the law was in the psalmist's hands, the law is lovable. When the law gets into the hand of Jude adders, we all had to hate the law. Now you got the reason why Paul hated the law. Paul repudiated the law because the law was spoiled by the Jude adders. Now you understand why Paul belittled the law because the law was misused by the Jude adders And the Jude adders According to Matthew 15, they don't have a heart for God. Then, according to Galatians 6, the Judaizers are legal in the letter of the law. And they are very dogmatic. This is their situation. It is not to keep the law, but to be infused with God. Then you'll live out God. Then you'll be a person according to what God is, then you will be people corresponding with what God is, reflecting what God is. And this is the testimony of Jesus. If you would receive this light, then you come to study Exodus chapter 20. It become another chapter. This is the fellowship of God's people with God, on the mountain of God. This is not just the decree of the Ten Commandments, but this is the word received in the fellowship with God on His mountain. And this word brings in the transfusion of God, even the infusion of God, making us the same as what God is.
1: Dick, I thought this was very striking, this point. The law in the hands of the psalmists was a lovely, attracting, even intimate thing. To them, it really represented Christ. But the same law in the hands of the Judaizers, the outwardly religious, was altogether something that became a hateful thing to God's people, even the Apostle Paul.
0: What's the difference here, Dick? The difference is the psalmists sought the law with God. But the Judaizers sought the law without God. But if you approach the law, approach the law with Christ. Then you'll realize the law is just a picture of Christ. The law is a type of Christ. And the law will bring you to Christ. And the law will be God's means to infuse you with himself through his speaking. So the main point here is we want to be the lovers of the Lord, not the letter keepers. I like John 5:39 and 40, Chris. These two verses are precious, showing us God's desire is not just to have the Bible in an outward way, searching through it to find eternal life, but not willing to come to Christ himself. The Lord said, You don't have life because you're not willing to come to me. So when we approach the law, we must be seeking and loving God himself. If so, we'll be infused with God will be transfused with God. Therein, obtaining the very ability we need to keep the law and to live out the commandments of God. Apart from this infusion and transfusion, we have no ability to live out the law. In Exodus 20, at the giving of the law, listen to this carefully. In verse 1, it says, God spoke all these words, not commandments. Listen to verse 4 and 5. You shall not make for yourself any idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. To make this point clearer, listen to Exodus chapter 20, verses 5 and 6. I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. This indicates God's desire is love. God's need is love. We need to approach the scriptures in the way of love. God's giving the commandments in the way of love, so our coming to his word should also be as a loving seeker of the wonderful speaking God.
1: Well, Dick, this matter of loving the Lord as the basis upon which we come to him in his word makes everything different. In coming programs, we're going to have several, in fact, even though this is the life study of Exodus, that are really devoted to the Psalms because the psalmists related to this matter of the law and his word in such a loving, intimate, personal, and affectionate way. Even in this message in its entirety, when Witness Lee gave it, there were countless uh, references to Psalms reinforcing and reestablishing this point. So I think maybe this is a good opportunity to suggest to our listeners that these printed messages in their entirety would certainly be very helpful as they consider and contemplate this matter on their own. The Life Study makes it very clear that when we come to God's Word, we should be the Lord's lovers. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde and thank you very much for listening. at lsm.org.
0: Thanks for listening.